welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Boy, WSU Twitter was on fire this weekend. We have so many stories to get into. Whether it was about CJ Ellaby, the We Are United movement, or the Cassie Woods incident. I'm going to spend the first part of this podcast talking about the phone call between the head coach, Nick Rolovich, and the sophomore wide receiver, Cassie Woods. First of all, I want to preface this by saying I don't think that it helps either side that there is a bunch of unsubstantiated random bits and pieces of a phone call fluttering around through Twitter all day. People were able to formulate opinions off of unknown facts, inaccurate facts. People said, oh, Nick Rolovich is a good person. Oh, Nick Rolovich is a bad person. Based off of parts of a conversation that a dad relayed to a reporter. See what I'm saying? This happens to us all. Everyone, whether it be political media, entertainment media, sports media, people just want to be the first on the scene to say, I was the first one to say Nick Rolovich should have been fired. I was the first one to say he should keep his job. Now I'm going to provide my interpretation of the transcript because I believe it was a little more murky than we all hoped it would be. So this is just, once again, my opinion of what went down. Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm good. I just wanted to call you so you're not blindsided. I want to let you know I'm opting out of the season. Due to health concerns, I have sickle cell. That's all good, Cassidy. I told you earlier. That's fine. Health reasons are all good. But I'm also wondering if you're part of the uni movement. I am, Coach. Well... That might be a problem in the future because we don't know what will change, what's going to happen. But if you opt out due to COVID and health concerns, your scholarship is safe. Do you think you'll be heading home? I don't feel like traveling right now because of the risk, but I'll stay with the team in practice. Nick says, hold up. I don't think that's a great idea because you're already at risk. You'll probably need to come by Monday, clean out your locker because you're opting out. We want to focus the resources on players who are playing and are here, the less players in the locker room close to each other, the better chance of having a season. This story brings up an interesting point. People don't rush to judgment based off of Twitter. Twitter's not a news source. Twitter's just a fun way to talk to your friends about sporting events or get out your sports predictions. That's what I use it for. So Nick Rolovich's story, we all planned. Some people said, I think my Coog fanship might change. I might not be able to be a Coog fan anymore. Guess what? Nick Rolovich isn't the big bad guy we all thought he was. So let's pump the brakes on rushing to judge people based on Twitter. Twitter's not super reliable. I know Cassie Woods is not a bad person. I'm not saying that whatsoever. We all This all started also with UW players tweeting out Nick Rolovich is cutting people. We don't know if it, then people jumped out to attack the UW players. Some took their tweets down. Others didn't. Let's just remember, we're all in this together. Cougs help Cougs. Don't attack other Cougs. We all want the football team to be good. We all want the football team to treat their players fairly and justly and just so just relax like the great Aaron Rodgers says relax let's transition to the second topic of today the we are united graphic Sunday morning a bunch of players from the Pac-12 tweeted out a graphic that says we are united with all the player with all the schools encapsulated in a circle the graphic was powerful let to say the least I think there's a great sentiment behind the graphic a bunch of Pac-12 schools regardless of rivalry are all standing together to help benefit future athletes in the Pac-12, whether it be scholarship or walk-on. So I'm going to go through their list of demands, as they called it, which I think demand is not the best term because it has a negative connotation, but they are demanding, and I think they're just demands. They're fair demands. Health and safety precautions. Subsection. Health and safety precautions. Players are asking for the option to opt out during the pandemic without losing athletic eligibility or a spot on the team roster. Totally fair. That's already in place. Prohibit and void COVID agreements that waive liability. Fair because they're not allowed to sign with an agent or have representation, so why should they be asked to sign a legal 
document without having a lawyer present because most of them are not pre-law or even understand legalese. Mandatory safety standards, including COVID measures. Player-approved health and safety standards enforced by a third party selected by players to address COVID as well as serious injuries, abuse, and death. When I first heard about this, the first scandal that popped into my head was the Larry Nassar sex abuse scandal. Coaches and schools should not be policing themselves. You need an unbiased third party to help make sure that the players are taken care of as well as they can be. The players are risking their lives to play for an unnecessary sport. Yes, I know football pays for almost everything at a university. It's a risk they don't have to take considering they are still student athletes. Because, you know, we're still using that fugazi term, student-athlete. When I, a student at WSU, was asked to stay away, shouldn't the same precautions be given to the athletes? Yes, they should. Because they are student-athlete, student first, athlete second. You know what, let's get into that for a second. The very foundation of the NCAA was built on corruption. Walter Byers, the first executive of the NCAA, devised that term, student-athletes, just so he couldn't pay the players. That was his sole purpose of devising that term. Basic corruption. Now... Stepping away from the rant I could go on for hours, I won't. Protecting all sports, I like the sentiment, but their suggestions don't work as well in practice. In theory, they're great. Larry Scott, administrators and coach to voluntarily and drastically reduce excessive pay. So yes, if you can voluntarily convince coaches to do that, I'm all for it. But you can't just cut people's pay like that. That's not up to you. That's not your position. That's not your place. And performance slash academic bonuses... Performance bonuses are harder to remove because that the coaches do. That is their job to help you perform. Academic bonuses, I am all in favor of getting rid of. John Shoup, he was a fo- college football coach who quit after he was fired after standing up for players' rights, essentially. It's a little more complicated than that. But he believed that the players were taken advantage of, and he had said on many occasions he was asked to lead players down the easiest path. What I mean by that is players were asked to take classes that didn't help them graduate, but were simple and allowed them to do well, get A's and B's because the coaches were given lavish pay bonuses for the students' performance in the classroom, which they had nothing to do with. It was all up to the students, which obviously we can see that they want to graduate. They're sick of being told to take these classes. And if you fight your coach, you're worried, oh, I might lose my spot. You shouldn't be worried about losing your spot because you want to take the course you're supposed to. Then they also say, end, use the endowments to preserve all sports because, and they quote, Stanford has a $27.7 billion endowment. Great. Sounds perfect in theory. The endowment is a little more complicated than that because everything is divided into sections. Part of the endowment is for tuition. Part of it's for academics. Part of it's for sports. Not everything can just be funneled into sports. They might have to rework that. End racial injustice in college sports and society by forming a permanent civil engagement task force made of our leaders, experts of our choice, and university and conference administrators to address outstanding issues such as racial injustice at college sports and society. Fair. Do that right now. In partnership with the Pac-12, 2% of conference revenue should be directed by players to support financial aid for low-income black students, community initiatives, and development programs for college athletes on each campus. You need to work out the kinks of that with the Pac-12 financial situation. I don't think it works as well. I think this initiative should happen. I don't think the financials right now allow it to happen because the Pac-12 has been, is the least profitable conference right now. So I don't know the exact numbers, but I would say this is totally doable. We just have to work out the details. Former annual Pac-12 Black College Student Summit with guaranteed representation of at least three athletes of our choice from every school. Totally fair. Do that right now. This next part, I find hard to believe they didn't already have this. 
Medical insurance selected by players for sports-related conditions, including COVID illness, to cover six years after collegiate athletics eligibility ends. I think it's great they pick the insurance because the school might go cheap on them. But I don't think you can ask. I don't think they'll be able to win this, get this demand met if they do six years after college eligibility ends, because I think they will only the schools will fight this as long as you're in college, they will pay for it. I think that's totally fair. Six years out is a little much. You're asking for it a little too much. But if you can get it, hey, why not? Shoot for the moon so you land among the stars. Name, image, and likeness, rights, and representation. The freedom to secure representation, receive basic necessities from any third party, and earn money for the use of our name, image, and likeness. They should be able to get representation as long as the representation is not giving them a missable benefit. Totally fair. Also, California has already passed a bill that will go into effect in 2022, allowing student-athletes to profit. Receive basic necessities for any third party. That makes me think of James Weissman. James Wiseman, the center from Memphis, basketball center, who lost his eligibility because Penny Hardaway, the coach at Memphis, helped him move when he was in eighth grade before he was even ineligible to be rec- he was even eligible to be recruited. They're not asking for a salary. They're just asking to profit off of their name and likeness, which I think is fair. So if, if you want NCAA, six, NCAA 22 to come back, which I do, everyone loves that game. Just give him a cut of the money, man. It's not your image. It's not your name. It's not your likeness. You shouldn't do it. That's stupid. Give him the money. Distribute 50% of each sport's total conference revenue evenly among the athletes and their representative sports. I don't, I don't think that's possible. I think that's a bargaining chip that'll get cut. Six-year athletic scholarships to foster undergraduate and graduate degree program completion. Totally agree with that. If they take six years to complete a degree, keep the scholarships going longer. Not everyone's going to take six years. People are going to leave early for the NFL, basketball, baseball, all that. And if it takes longer, players can already fight for six years with an injury. So if you're already going to give it for an injury, I mean, just extend it. It'll look better if they all graduate for you anyway. I think it's just a simple thing to do. Eliminate all policies and practices restricting or deterring our freedom of speech, our ability to fully participate in charitable work, and our freedom to participate in campus activities outside of mandatory athletic participation. Totally. What's the point of it? What's the point of being in college if you can't go have a protest like in Berkeley? Can't can't join a club. Why not? What's the point of being in college? Have fun with it. Ability of players of all sports to transfer one time without punishment. Totally fair. And additionally, in co- cases of abuse or serious negligence, Larry Nasser, that the NCAA is pretty corrupt on that end, I would say, but they allowed, but they allowed Justice Justin Fields and Tate Martell to transfer immediately and gain eligibility because they both want to transfer because they lost the battle. Justin Fields transferred to Ohio as a quarterback, Ohio State. Tate Martell left because he couldn't handle, he couldn't beat Justin Fields out. And Justin Fields transferred from Georgia because Jake Fromm beat him out. The NCAA should let them transfer if they're students. Students can transfer whenever they feel like it. There shouldn't be a problem if we're keeping up with the facade of student then athlete first ability to comp- ability to complete eligibility after participating in a pro draft if the player goes undrafted or forgoes professional participation within seven days of the draft totally fine with that if i declare for the draft i think i'm ready you're obviously a good player you're obviously one of the top players let's say in basketball the conference should let you back you want to finish your degree sure as long as you don't receive any benefits money from that i see no problem with that as long as you're not paid by someone and you don't lose your eligibility because, you know, if someone buys you a dinner, no, 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 
you don't get to play. But if, you know, if you had a car or something from an agent, sure, you've lost your eligibility. Just if you leave school and you don't, and you just enter the draft, and then you don't get drafted, and you want to come back, sure, come back. I think that's totally fair. Ability to compete, complete eligibility after participating in a pro draft if a player goes undrafted and forgoes professional participation within seven days of the draft. I think that's fair. If you don't get drafted and you want to come back, just like in baseball, you know what? If college baseball can turn down a draft and re-enter the next year, baseball, you can theoretically enter the draft three times in college. I think you should be able to do it in all other sports. There's nothing wrong with that. Due process rights, totally. There's not an issue with that. What what have we learned today, class? Well, we've learned that we got to read deeper into it. We got to read past the surface layer of everything to get a fully a full understanding of what people are asking for. Twitter is not a news source. Don't treat it like a news source. Listen, I love Walker, but he looked like he was 18 or 19. He looked like a young guy. Ben, you should have done this guy right. What, I get him a stripper? What do you want no, me to do you here? Buy I, mean, him a I, mean, I get him a prostitute? What 